Welcome everyone to episode number 54 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I welcomed my good friend from Ireland. His name is Emma Nino Hayes. He is a rapper. Um, I've been in contact with him now, I think since 2019. We kind of were just following each other on Instagram and kind of just liking each other's photos and supporting each other behind the scenes. And then I believe it was this year, maybe in February or January, we reconnected. And he was telling me how much he loved the podcast and everything and how he was still down to work on music. Um, And we actually just dropped a song a few weeks back called Cleveland Freestyle that I produced for him. Uh, And it's our first collaboration together, so go check that out. I'll probably leave the description in the YouTube video for that. Um, And I'm looking forward to doing more music with him soon. But in this episode, I was interested to hear his take on uh, hip-hop in Ireland because I've never talked to anyone from Ireland, especially in the hip-hop scene. So I kind of picked his brain about how that's been going for him. Uh, We talked about how he began around age 14, and now he's 24, so he's been in it for 10 years. And we talked about kind of his evolution, what he's learned since being in music, um, kind of his desire to stay independent. And really, the main thing I took from this episode was really just being empowered as an artist, but more so figuring out what you want, especially as an independent creator. You have to be able to decipher why are you really doing music? You know, are you just doing it for attention and, you know, for clout and things like that? Or are you doing it for long-term sustainability financially you know being financially free and things like that um like no matter what it is either one i'm not saying you know one is good or one is clearly bad depending on you know what your intentions are but i think it's important to know why you know you're doing what you're doing so man i was glad to get him on the podcast this week and i hope you guys enjoy this episode um you know from ohio all the way to ireland this was very cool so without further ado let's get into it Welcome everyone to episode number 54 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today's guest, a very good friend of mine, uh, he's all the way in Ireland. Really really dope MC. We just dropped a song last Friday called Cleveland Freestyle. Emmett Nino Hayes is here. How are you, man? I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me. Thanks Absolutely. For having me. And like I said, we've been talking about doing the podcast here probably for like four or five months now. I mean, we've been steadily kind yeah, of working up to it. Bro. Yeah, exactly, and I'm glad to get it you on here. It makes sense to do it now that, that the song was out last week. Yes, so. exactly. It's a good time. Like by the time they hear this, it'll be it'll be a while, but you know the timing for this yeah. is pretty good because we did just drop that song and everything, and we'll probably talk about that. But to kind of start every episode off, I have you know the guests just give a little bit of background, as far as you know how long you've been doing music, how you got into it, basically the simple information for those that might not be familiar with you and your music. Okay, so uh, basically I started, well, I've always, like, uh, wrote music when I was young, you know, just writing in pads and stuff in school, like, but started recording when I was about 14, so basically 11 years nearly, I'm recording songs and putting them out, but um, started just from home, basically, you know, just writing remixes and stuff like that, but, um, Maybe 14, 15, I started posting videos on YouTube. Some of them did good, some did bad, but it was all a process. When you told me that, I remember you telling me that, that you started at like 14. I was just impressed because me at 14, I wasn't even, I hadn't even thought about beginning music at that point because I was just doing, I was still in like middle school going into high school. 
and I my focus wasn't even there. So like to even be able to do that at that age, I think is very impressive. And for you to just stay with it for the last like ten plus years, that's incredible, man. Yeah, like at this stage, I think it's something that um, like I just it's always going to be a part of my life at this stage. Mm-hmm. Like, if you understand what I mean, yeah. like it's not like. Um, so I suddenly wake up and I'm like, right, I need to do this. I need to, it just happens. Like, mm. it just, I'm always recording, always writing, always doing something towards it, the music. It's like. almost like it became second nature. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's why I always say, like, repetition. Like, if I tell, if people ask me, like, you know, how am I seeing results or whatever in music, I'm just like, honestly, it's just doing it every day. And it becomes second nature because you build, um, you really build the discipline through the repetition. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. It's like you certain things, you just have to do them at a consistent like basis for it to become, for you to become just really good at it. And for you, it's like, you've been doing it, like I said, like 10 years now. So it's almost like the back of your hand. Like, you know exactly what you're trying to do. Obviously it continues to evolve for you and you grow every day, but it's like, you know, the basics of what you're doing now. You know what I mean? So yeah, at this stage, like it's when I'm making music, like my process is I all like very rarely do I come up with the concept of the song or the lyrics before I have the the beat. Mm-hmm. All from Mbappe, Mbappe. I like I was in Paris when when I got the idea from Mbappe because they were playing <laughs> they were playing in the Champions League that night and. Me and my girlfriend were out for dinner and I just I had that bar on my head like from the hook like and that's that's probably the only time that I don't like have the beef first if you get me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I came home from Paris that, that day, like as soon as I got back home, I played like maybe six, seven beats. The last one was the beef from Mbappe and it just fit. But other than that, yeah, it's basically, it's like second nature at this stage. Mm-hmm. I just hear the beat and I already know what I want to do on it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. But cause... I still feel like I'm still evolving, like I'm still growing. Like it's not like oh, I can do anything, you know? Yeah. Like every day you discover something new, even if it's not in the in the actual writing process or the delivery process, it could be in the mixing, the mastering, even the promotion, like. Which, in my opinion, is the hardest thing for me, like, is getting myself out there. Like, I could sit and make songs all day. Like, some people that know me or be around me will tell you that it's no problem for me to say or make songs all day. Like, mm-hmm. I know, too, like, that, that sometimes is the biggest struggle as well. Is like, not only do you have to be good at music and just do that, you also have to, as an independent especially, you have to be able to figure out who your audience is and, like, how to promote, how to do all those things. And that's something that impresses me about you is I can tell that you're one of the people that you just put the work in yourself, you know what I mean, first and foremost. You obviously have people that you collaborate with, but I can tell you have control over a lot of what you do, like brand-wise and the way you present yourself. Everything is just, everything is all me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have anyone, but obviously I have people helping me like yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, sending me beats, like, and stuff like that, but from making the song to putting it on platforms like to brand and everything is me mm. mixing mastering like everything that's that's all me like 
Yeah, man, I love it. And that's I think that's really what attracted me to even work with you in the first place is just that mentality because I, I think that's the best people right there that can just put the their best foot forward and just figure it out. You know what I mean? So I commend you for that for sure. So I know that you work a lot from home, you know, and you're, you have like a little studio set up and everything. Uh, so yeah, for the last like yeah. year or so, have you just been locked in there or is there anywhere else you've been working out of, like maybe a studio somewhere or has it been all just well, from there, you think? I would say the last time that I went to the studio to record, that wasn't my bedroom. <laughs> like <laughs> it, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying my setup. Like I have everything I need mm-hmm. here, but the last time I went to a studio was probably to record with a guy called Mixed by Simba. He's probably the best. In my opinion, he's the best hip hop engineer on, in Ireland. Like, so mm-hmm. if I am ever going to an external studio, it's it's either his or Omega's. Like, but most of the time, it's just here. Like, I haven't really left in here in the last year. Yeah, I've been sitting here just making songs. Like, mm-hmm. you just gotta stay locked in. You know what I mean? Like, especially with I know the I don't know how the restrictions over there look. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago as far as like what you're able to do and whatnot, but you know, during the lockdown, it was like everyone just had to be at home. So it's like, what better to do, yeah. especially as a music maker, if you got all the tools right there, just keep going. Honestly, you know I mean? like for me, it wasn't like it was like going on a lockdown because I like to go and do stuff. Like mm-hmm. for most of the time, I'm I'm home anyway, making music. Like that's that's what I'm mostly mm-hmm. doing all the time anyway. But I think it was more the fact of being told that you couldn't do something mm-hmm. that that actually. Got, got to me, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not, I don't know how it is for anyone else, but I think it was more the fact of knowing that I can't do what I want. Yeah. But I I just I just made music and got some projects done. I dropped the Pages EP. Mm. And I, I, I can't even tell you how many singles I've dropped since then. <laughs> I was about, I'm definitely have a question about that later on because I know you've dropped so many songs just this year alone and everything, and that's been crazy to watch. Yeah. Um, so super awesome there. So I'm I'm interested though to know about you know when you were younger as far as let's say when you were 14 when you were just getting started in hip hop who were the people that you listened to that were really like major influences for you or maybe still today that you listen to that you're like you know that's the person I kind of modeled after kind of took some game from them and put it into my own music. Okay, so when I when I was 14, when I the first song I ever wrote was a remix to a Chipmunk song featuring Chris Brown. I don't even know if you guys know <laughs> that song in the States. It was Champion. I don't know. I think I've heard song. of it. I don't know if I... I'd have to hear it to remember it, though, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it was marketed over there, but here in the UK, it was a big, big tune. But that was the first, that was the first song I wrote, like, and... At that, like... At that stage, I was listening to, like... Mac Miller, he was a big influence on what I like wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. uh, Wiz Khalifa, a lot of Kid Ink, a lot of Drake, obviously. Um, I was listening to a lot of Meek Mill back then as well. And uh, another guy that I was listening to a lot back then, he was called Deep Right back then. Now he's called Russell, I think. He's had a few names, but he's a... Uh, He's an artist from from Canada who was sick. Like he was he was the man when I was growing up. Like his covers would do like two million views on YouTube. Like 
I remember he had a one, it was the My Last cover where Big Sh- it was a remix of Big Sean or Chris Brown. But like when I seen that, like I would say I was like 15 at this mm-hmm. stage. I had just started like posting videos and stuff online. And when I seen that, I was like, ah, this is the guy that <laughs> I need to be like that. Like, yeah. But it kind of changed when I got older, like I started listening to more stuff like that I would have listened to when I pre-making music. Mm-hmm. If you get me, yeah. like when I was writing, I was listening to a lot of Drake and Mac Miller and Wiz. Like, but before I ever picked up a pen to write it, in, I would have been listening to Fifty Cent, Eminem, G Unit, that kind of stuff. You know, from mm-hmm. school, like. Yeah, interesting. I know we when we talked like a couple of weeks ago. I remember you saying about your new project and how you know Drake kind of influences like your more melodic side as well. Because Drake is one of those artists that like he does some hardcore hip hop but then he'll also still do his melodic stuff. Like when he got started, it was more like his hits were more R and B centric. You know what I mean? Or they were more melodic Then he went and did like, if you're reading this, it's too late where they're like, that's all hip hop. You know what I mean? There's hardly any, like there's a few like singing tracks on there, but it's like a lot more lyrical based and everything. So uh, he shows a lot of dynamics. And I think that's interesting that, you know, that's what you're trying to do now is trying to dip into different like styles and things like that. So yeah, like yeah, the way when I'm making a project, I always like when I come up with the idea for the project, I don't make any songs for like five, six days. I literally just get a pad, write write all the ideas that's in my head for the project, mm-hmm. and I will listen to like every Drake project because, in my opinion, like no one does vocal delivery like Drake, mm-hmm. like and. Take care and views and so far gone are just. If you want the proper project, like that's the stuff you need to you need to be looking at to, to model your own shit. Like. Yeah, and there's a reason why he's you know as big as he is because like yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, a lot of people would would feel that sentiment is like he just does it at that level. You know what I mean? Like. If you, if you like the guy or you don't like the guy, like, it's undeniable that he's just, he does it at that level, so, you know. Yeah, like, there's his level, and then there's, like, everyone else under him. Yeah. Uh, like, that, in my opinion, anyway, like, I know that people love Cole, love Kendrick as well, but mm-hmm. Drake is just, he, he makes the best music for me, like. Mm-hmm. So, I gotta ask this, then, if... You know, if you could do a song with Drake or maybe any of those other people you just mentioned, is there any like dream collab that you would ever want to get or not? Um, yeah, Chip, Chip from the UK, hundred percent. If I ever had a chance to do a track with Chip, does, does he still does he still do music then? Like he's still active? Yeah, yeah, he's oh. still active, still active, oh. definitely. Like, in my opinion, he's the best over there. Interesting. So it's definitely yeah. like in the air. Like it could step, it could probably happen one day, honestly. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, I was about to say, can like, happen, bro. N- like, never say never. If someone, if someone had told me last year, like that, this time next year you're gonna have a song out with corrupt from from Dog Pound, mm. I would have been like, I don't know what you're smoking, but. <laughs> Speaking speaking of that track, speaking of the corrupt track, I was gonna ask you how that came together because I remember seeing that a few months ago, and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty cool." But I didn't get to like talk to you about it. So if you want to share, 
How did that song come about? Um, that's a story I, I want everyone like to have their own version in their head of how that song <laughs> came about. But I will spoil it now and tell you how it came about. Um, basically, at the start of the year, I was looking for like what I wanted to do was have at least 100, 200 beats. So I wasn't searching for a different beat every day. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I bought like a pack of beats and got an email from one of the producers that I bought one of the beats from talking to me about saying he could offer me this deal on getting a certain amount of beats with with rights and he could offer a bonus of getting me four exclusive features. Mm. And he says like, in the, in the email it said that it had like a list of artists like that that you could possibly get like but I didn't know which ones I was getting so I was like yeah let me buy the beats and see what happens <laughs> like but obviously I got I got a verse from Corrupt which was mm. mad like just like two years prior to that I, I put out like a, a freestyle over the explosive track which is Corrupt and Dr. Dre and like Two years on, I have a track out with the guys, so like it was kind of mind blowing. Yeah. And then obviously the one with Planet Asia, we have me and Omega as well. So it was mad. Like, but there's two more coming that I can't say. But the last one, when people see the the, the feature on that, it's just it's crazy. Like, I'm 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 so thankful for for them opportunities. Yeah. That's freaking crazy. And that beat was so fucking good, too. Like, I had that full blast because that was a banger. It was, it was like nothing I've ever done before. Like, I felt like when I listened to the track and I heard, like, I, I obviously had his verse first. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I got the, the beat and his verse was on it. When I heard Corrupt's verse, I was like, this is like proper, like, old school. Not Not too old school, but like, Back in the day, like 50 Snoop, like that sort of style. It was like nothing I'd ever rapped on before, but I feel like I did it justice. Yeah, yeah I thought the dynamic was pretty good between you two and like the different styles yeah. too. I thought it was I thought it was great, honestly. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, that's a really cool story, honestly. So as far as like people you've collaborated with already, is there anyone that you'd say kind of the dynamic of the workflow is just really good and you guys have good chemistry like is there anyone that has always stood out to you that you've made songs with before um one of my friends Bergy, he makes sick music like mm-hmm. i feel like we don't make much music together like but i feel like when we do make something together it's just done so quick mm-hmm. and i feel like we work really good together also omega is on the Hennessy and Jameson track. But other than that, I don't really, it's not that I'm not up for collaborating with people. Like, honestly, a lot of people don't reach out to me for, for collaborations or verses. Like, mm. but I don't know why it is. Maybe I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as good to them as I think I am. Mm. But it's not like I'm against it. Like I'm down to work with anyone, like not just anyone, but I'm, I'm fairly open, like to ideas and doing new things and working with other people. Mm. That kind of leads me into my next question, which has more to do with the scene where you're at as far as hip-hop's concerned. So I'm not 
I'm, you know, from the U.S., so I don't really know. I can't really speak on it. But for you being over in Ireland, how is the hip-hop scene overall in Ireland? Like, what does it look like nowadays? Is Has there been any challenges as far as, like, breaking through the scene, I guess, or getting noticed? Or, like, yeah, talk about it. There's a couple of artists doing really, really major things in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are drill artists, like um, Officer... Uh, Inc. from eight, eight, six gang. There's a lot of the the drill scene seems to be the main focus of the the urban side of things in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's a guy who I think is just like if 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 every artist in Ireland that was independent had this guy's work ethic, like we'd be we'd be out of here in no time. His name's uh, Upbeat. He's like a alternative pop. But the guy can do anything. Like he can rap, he can make trap wave, he can make emo pop. He's he's a serious artist. Mm. Like so big up, up. He's doing he's doing major things. Like well, he's doing it all independent as well. So which makes it, I'm sure it even tastes even sweeter for him. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's definitely some artists who are making big waves in Ireland. There's so many talents in Ireland that's undiscovered as well. Like, but in my opinion, it's because we don't like. In Ireland, we don't our music our musicians aren't really celebrities. Like mm-hmm. even even our sports stars, they're not really celebrities unless they're like Conor McGregor status. But like mm-hmm. the soccer players and stuff like that, like they're not they're not like major celebrities. Which is, I think, like that's what we need. We need more outlets that are covering what happens. Not just like if an artist drops a song, yeah, they're promoting it, like and getting it promoted and stuff, but. You won't see them in tabloids or stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But definitely, there's there's definitely people in Ireland who's doing major things, but it's not it's not anywhere close to to America. Mm-hmm. I know for hip hop, I've I've always heard like people in the UK, they always say like they're still trying to catch up to where hip hop has been in America since it did start in America. You know what I mean? I guess it's kind of just like. They're having to play catch up a little bit as far as like getting noticed and like trying their own thing. And like you said, the drill scene, especially in all of Europe, is like huge right now. Like that's that seems to be from what I can tell yeah, from where I'm at. That seems to be the main focus yeah. is like that's that's who's making the biggest drill yeah. songs is the UK. Yeah, I was about and, to say, because like the reason like we saw people like Pop Smoke in America blow up is because of that style. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, it's because of the UK. Yeah, bro. Exactly. Definitely because of the UK. So, like, I'd say, like, the U.S. is definitely paying attention a little bit to what's happening, but it's, like, when will there, if ever, will there be, like, an even playing field as far as just every, what every country is doing, you know what I mean, and what every, like, territory of the world is doing? I don't really know, you know what I mean, but... I don't don't think that Ireland will ever level the playing field with the U.S., definitely not, just Mm -hmm. because of the population scale and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I said about so many media outlets over there. It's just, you know, it's it's not covered here the way it is there. Yeah, it's definitely always interesting though to look at it, like especially like from my perspective. I always look at like the way other people are doing things and just see, you know, how things are moving and kind of what trends are happening and everything. But I appreciate you sharing kind of your experience because. I know you would know exactly what was happening because you're in it. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know kind of what the yeah, scene looks I feel, like. So I feel like I'm in it, but I'm, I feel like I'm not outcasted, but I feel like I, I, I'm not sure if I'm in people's topic of discussion mm. when it comes to the scene in Ireland. Mm. Uh, like, I'm not, I'm not sure, like, you know. Mm. But uh, from 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 my position where I'm look like I'm I'm not I have no like plans to to try get to a major label or anything like that. Like I wanted I want to be independent. Yeah. That's that's like I don't want anyone to tell me like okay your song drops this Friday or not. Nah. If I wake up tomorrow and decide I want to drop this song today, I'll do it. Mm. And that's that's just the way it's always been for me. Like, but everyone's different, you know. Exactly. But honestly, I think that's the route to go, though, because you get that creative freedom. You know what I mean? Like, you can't always have that with other hands in the pot. So, yeah, for me, yeah, for me, that's definitely don't get me wrong. It's good to have it's good to have other sets of ears like, yeah, for input. But at the end of the day, like, it's all down to you. Like, if you like the song, Mm. put it out whenever you want. You know, because, yeah. like, no one is really, no one is really, like, they don't get so consumed with stuff like that. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of artists overthink a lot of stuff, like, especially when things aren't going how they, how they want it to go. Like, it happens to me all the time, but I feel like Ross said in an interview recently, if you're... If you're doing something every day towards the big goal, you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, even if that's just writing one verse a day, which is nowhere nearly enough, don't be going writing a verse a day because that, <laughs> you need to be doing 10 <laughs> verses a day. Like, But some days, like, you, it's all about just, some days you're not going to be able to write songs. Mm-hmm. Like, So on the days you're not able to write songs, you need to be, like, making a beat or maybe making some artwork or maybe making a lyric video or planning some content. People think that like for musicians, if I, I know a lot of musicians feel like this because it's happened to me so many times, like when you, you plan to make a song and it just doesn't happen. Just it's, that's just the way it is. Like every day it's not like you can't just make a, a, a good song every day. You have to make the bad ones as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. I, I know exactly what you're saying because it's just like, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. It's just repetition. That's how we get better is just through continuously pushing through the good, the bad, yeah. doesn't really matter. If we just keep going, you're going to see the results. You know what I mean? It's all going to come back to you in time. We don't always know when that time is. You know what I mean? We don't get to pick like when things start happening for us all the time. But it's like, if you have the work ethic and you combine that with your faith in yourself and your self-belief, I don't think there's anything you can't do. You know what I mean? You just have to put in the work. That's what I would tell anyone. So, with anything. Another thing I said about Ireland not leveling the playing field, like, that's just in like a a physical sense. Mm -hmm. Like, but anything is possible with the internet. But you have to remember as well, like, you know yourself as a music producer what what the pay is like in this thing. Mm. So like it's it's all good getting certain numbers and stuff like but for the people that know what that translates to, 
as an independent artist who doesn't have to split my my pay for anything with anyone apart from the people that's making me my beats mm-hmm. I know that it's it's not like it, it's I feel like artists are underpaid majorly mm. and producers as well like even they have to sit around and wait for the check mm. you know when something major happens they have to wait around a little longer than the artist but you know yourself <laughs> exactly I mean you know like I said this industry is changing like every single day so it's like we can only hope for the best I think as far as that that whole thing goes and there's so many moving parts but I think it all just goes back to like if you want to be in music and especially if you're independent you just need to know it's it's a balancing act like everything you do is a complete balancing act it's like as much as I would love to say like it's easy and there's just a cheat code to doing it it's like not really you know what I mean it's like a lot of work a lot of sacrifice and you just have to figure out what's best for you you know what I mean that's that to me is the most important thing is just finding what it is that will work for you and your situation as it evolves because like I said it's always evolving every day every year you have to kind of reassess where you're at in your career where you want to go set new goals so it's like I don't know. I guess if you're not an artist and you're not, if you don't do what we do, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't get it per se, but I would just tell that to anyone that's like trying to do it is just, it's not all great every day. No, definitely not. Like even for me, like I've been doing it, like I said, nearly 10, 11 years, like over Mm -hmm. the years, obviously there's been some major highs, like, but, it's like everything. Once you experience a certain thing once, the second time is never the same. Yeah. Now, especially not in music because like when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, shows were easy for me. Mm. I would I would get maybe four or five shows a month easy. But even though some of them were bigger than the others, like the first time you do a big show, Nothing, nothing, nothing beats that feeling then. And it's the same way with plays and streams. Like some of the stuff would get 10,000, 6,000, 1,000. But once, like it, once you hit a certain thing once, it's just, mm. you, you always want more. Like, so that's why over the last maybe 12 to 14 months, I've just been there. Uh, I've just been focusing on basically trying to not worry about the results, but more about the actual music. Mm. You know, if I'm, if I'm happy with the music, I try not to worry about the results because some of the stuff that I put out, I expected to do so well and it doesn't. And some of the stuff that you don't, it's not, not saying that like every song I put out, like sometimes I feel like it's going to be the biggest song in the world. But I'm sure every artist feels like that sometimes. Mm. But it, you can't let that get to you because I know that if, if I'm feeling like that, I know there's hundreds of artists who feel like that. Mm. Even artists who are in a position like to, to be comfy for the rest of their life, they will tell you the same thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I've talked to people who have major careers out of music, who like have done major numbers, have 
made songs with major people, but you always want more. And that's why, like, what I'm trying to do is just only focus on the craft and being happy with the actual craft and the projects and the songs Hmm. and making sure that it's what I want from the music. That's why I'm not too worried about having having a label or stuff like that. Fair enough. Obviously, if they offer the right amount of money, like anyone else, like I'm going to take mm-hmm. to, to hopefully change my life, you know. But that's not that's not where my head's at. I yeah. I would always like to be in control of my music and my content. Yeah, I feel exactly what well, everything you're saying, man. I resonate with all of it. Believe me, because it's like, like like we said, it's just you have to find what's right for you as an individual, as well as just figuring out what do you really want out of doing music? Like you got to ask yourself that. Cause it's not when I think when everyone starts, they have like a perception that the public shows them of what it is. And then what it actually is, is not what they think it is. And then they kind of get pissed off or like deterred away from doing it. Cause they're like, well, I thought I could just do this and everything will be great. You know what I mean? My life will be perfect, but it's like, that's not reality. You know what I mean? Like you have to separate what you think it is from what it actually is. And if you really love it enough, you'll keep going. You know what I mean? You will set the new goals and go for those every time. And when you conquer those, you'll start new ones. You know what I mean? It's just like anything else. So very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. And that's what this podcast is all about. You know, just conversations like this. It's just like try and help people understand that, like, you just have to figure out what you want out of it. There's so many different ways to succeed. You just have to figure out how to do it the way you want to do it and the way you feel is best. So yeah, definitely. yeah, exactly. Like, so and anything can happen. Like anything can happen. Anything can. No matter happen. where you are in yeah. the world, like anything can happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously not overnight because like there's a, a pre there's a pre overnight to the overnight success. It's like Which ten years. Yeah, what do they say? It's like ten year, years. No. Ten years to make an overnight success, or whatever, is the saying. I yeah. think. Yeah. But as like I said, as long as that work is there, and you you're just doing it every single day, you're gonna see results, no doubt. So, so I gotta ask Emmett. I gotta ask about you know the songs you've been dropping this year. I know I don't think it's been every single week, but almost every week you've dropped a single in the past few months. So what? What, I got to ask kind of like what came, how did that idea come about, I guess is what I'm saying about dropping that consistently um, and how that whole thing came about. So basically, I'm a big fan of Russ. Mm-hmm. And the Russ model was to drop a song every week for two years or whatever, but I didn't want to do that. What I wanted to do was like, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, if I go away and make enough songs for the year and drop them, I might blow up, but I might not. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was, I just wanted to, I wanted to introduce like enough content. I felt like I was just dropping a song every month, maybe every six weeks before the start of this year. And it was Some stuff was doing good, some stuff was doing bad, but... Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do this year was like, if something was to happen, I would I would want a bigger catalog for people to go back to. Hmm. So that's why 
I dropped so many singles at the start of the year. Like for the next month, I'm you're not going to see me release anything mm. because I'm getting the next six months in order. You know. Yeah. That's that's the plan. Like to take this not not take it off, but step back from the releasing and actually make the content and work on the project. I'm not going to rush this project that I'm working on, but. I will be working on it over the next month, but when that's that's not to say it's going to be out next month or in two or three months. Like when that's ready, that'll be ready. But I will have stuff coming for the rest of the year after this month plays out. Like mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Yeah, exactly. But it's I think that's the right way to do it. Like I don't want to. If something was to pop off, I wouldn't like to only have one song or two songs. Like I want people to have a have good enough to, when they listen to have a good enough understanding of me and have enough to be like yeah I like this about him I don't like this I like that so then they know like when a certain song drops and they know what they're gonna like so for example when they see I'm doing Friday flows they know that that's just like nice rap over like an old school beat like it's not gonna be some major production but that's 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 just the way some people like it they like radio songs some people just like stuff that's easy to listen to mm-hmm. some people just like bars like not everyone wants to listen to a song that's like talking about mollies and perks and all that stuff like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong like it's good and some of it like when you're in the club like that's what you want to hear i listen to a lot of it but it's not what i want to make all the time mm-hmm. sometimes i want to just rap and be like lyrical and flip flows and do stuff like that that's what gets me excited when i make music mm. and it's awesome because it allows you like that method you're talking about it kind of allows you to showcase the different sides of your artistry you know what i mean because like you said you don't just have one side you want to do multiple things within the same realm yeah. you know what i mean so that's that's what i'm saying like i don't like I don't have it. I know every artist says that, and it's so played out that I don't have a lane. But I honestly feel like I don't like because mm-hmm. I just you you can go to my Spotify or any of my streaming platforms and play three consecutive songs, and none of them will sound alike. You know, mm-hmm. like you play lights. That's like a, a a house beat. You know, then like the song we did is like a like a drill beat with like a house sample in the back some deep bass it's mm. just and then if you play one of the friday flows you get some old school boom bap beats you know exactly see i love that an artist the most is the versatility like that's i feel like as long as it's good you know what i mean that's what we're trying to push we're trying to push good music it re- really the style is like i think people get lo- too locked in on styles it's just like just make good shit you know what i mean like try your best to make good shit and just go from yeah. there but some people get comfortable just making a certain sound and don't get me wrong like there is a stage where you need to find your own voice but mm. if you can find that voice and apply that in a lot of different styles that's going to be more effective because you're not just going to be in a box like mm. like some people tell me like i i just I, I think you should just be rapping on old school beats because you sound best on them but there's some days where I want to whack up the auto-tune full and just go mad on the mic and, mm-hmm. you know? 
it's not every day you want to sit with the pen and actually go deep into thought. Some days you want to just make music and have fun with it. And that's yeah. what I think is the main thing to have fun because you can spend your whole life planning this and that and this and that, but that takes the fun out of it. Like mm-hmm. create the music and then do the planning. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And to me, it's like with the whole planning thing, it's like to me, every time I've ever tried to plan something that much, especially in music, it doesn't work out. So you might as well just do it and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like if you sit there and plan, you're going to be disappointed. Like either way it turns out, you're not going to, it's not going to be what you thought. So just don't, like you said earlier, don't overthink shit. Like everybody's overthinking things. It's like, just go do it. You know what I mean? You're thinking way too hard about every little detail and how it's going to play out and how people are going to react. It's like, if you feel good about it, then chances are there's going to be someone else also feel good about it too. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, so. People get caught up in this. It's it's like the whole world is just mad for clout at the minute. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started making music, like it wasn't it wasn't really like that. Mm-hmm. I suppose it was to a certain, certain sense, but you couldn't get mad clout off just having an iPhone and making songs at home. You know. Mm-hmm. That you needed a major back then when I first started. You needed promotion companies and A and R's and stuff like that. But this era, you can like anyone can become famous from their iPhone, from TikTok. Yeah, I was just about to say the TikTok era is upon us, so yeah. it's kind of what we got to deal with. But um, so I only got a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah, fire away, bro! Fire away. So. So if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself any advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? Um, honestly, I felt like there was a stage when I got too comfortable. Hmm. It's like I could almost predict what was going to happen because back then, like, for me, like, back then, like, 20,000 views, even today, that's still loads for me. I don't clock nearly enough, like, don't clock near that anymore but back then it was like that was normal and i feel like i got too comfortable at a stage where i was just doing covers and i was just riding the wave for a certain amount of time if you get me mm-hmm. and then i got to obviously i got to a certain stage where i was drinking i was partying i was smoking and i wasn't really focused on the music the way i should have been i was still making songs regular enough I wasn't really putting much out. I, may, I might put a song out and dip away for six months, come back with a project, dip away for another 10 months. Like, I wasn't doing stuff consistently. So, mm-hmm. if I'm 24 now, so if the 24-year-old me could say to the 14-year-old me, I would say, just keep making music every day and not worry about the future too much. You know, and go with your instinct as well. Like, don't always listen to people who you think know best because it's at the end of the day, like, if it's if it's your product and your song or whatever, it's all about if you like it. If you're happy with it, then do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I feel like there was a lot of songs back then there that I was... I felt like I needed certain people's approval, like. Whereas nowadays, you never catch me looking for someone's approval to drop a song. Mm. If I like it, it's going out simple. Unless I think it's not the right time to put it out, or 
there's certain things I said in it that I have to wait for a certain time. Otherwise, I'm putting that out if I like it. If it gets five plays, if it gets 5,000, if it gets five million, it's going out if I like it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I would tell myself because there's a lot of songs, even now, that will never surface, like, that should have went out. Because what's the point of putting all them emotions onto a page and then onto, into a microphone and then onto an MP3, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into the process. So that's that's... That's the advice I give myself, is just mm. to put out more stuff and don't look for so much approval off other people. Mm-hmm. So 10 years from now then, as far as your career goes or your life, where do you think you see yourself? Um, honestly, I think I'll be comfy in 10 years. That's what I'm trying to take. I'm trying to take it to a comfy stage mm. where like, I own my masters, I own everything. I want to own all my publishing. At that stage, I, like, I want to have like maybe 500, 600 songs at that stage. So that's, that's what I'm hoping to be. Mm. I'm hoping to be comfy at that stage. Comfy for me is, it might not be comfy for someone else, you know? Mm. But at that stage, I think I'll, I'll, have, I'll have my shit in order. Not that I don't have it in order now, but there's things I want to do, like there's certain, certain stuff I have to reach. Mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah, if I go at the if I go at the rate I'm going this year, Lord knows what sort of doors will start to open for me. <laughs> exactly, man. Like as like we said, as long as you're just on that grind, it, anything can happen. So, absolutely. So, do you have any final words of wisdom for the listeners today? Um, no, just say, uh, just do what you're happy in. Like, mm. people are going to judge you no matter what you do. If you do nothing, people are going to judge you. Mm. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like, just do what you're happy in. Music, football, dance, whatever. Could be just you might just be happy playing the PlayStation. Mm. If that's what makes you happy. Do it. Mm. You know, and there's so many ways to make money these days. Like. You can make money playing PlayStation. You can make money doing anything on YouTube. You know, so like, I feel like we're in a generation where a lot of people are, they're worried about what other people think about them majorly. Like, if you go on TikTok, like, and go into people's comments, like, it's, it's a cruel world we live in, like. Mm. So, like, I wouldn't worry too much about what other people think. Just if you're comfortable doing it, do it. Because mm-hmm. that's the only person you have to please is yourself. Because even if, even if you're doing something that they're telling you to do, when you go to sleep at night, you're not going to be happy. Exactly. You know, it's like, <laughs> for me, like an example is like, if I was to sign to a label and they were like, right, Anna, we know how to do this, that, 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 we can get you to this position, this position, but you have to make only pop music. Mm. And, if, and, they, and they pull through on whatever they say, like, I'm not going to be happy when I sleep at night. Mm. So like, you know, so just do what makes you happy. If that makes you happy, do it. No matter what it is. That always has to come first. You know what I mean? Like before you can get to anything else, you have to make sure that's in order. So true, truly, truly agree with that, my friend. And that's, that's all I have for you today, man. Like I said, I appreciate you just showing support. Cause I know you listen to a lot of these episodes. So yeah, I appreciate 
Yeah, I appreciate the support. Yes, man. Like, I'm glad to have you here, obviously. I mean, we're going to keep working on music and doing stuff. Hopefully, you know, one of these days we can link up in person. I don't know. You know, obviously, like, the restrictions got to lift a little bit, but. Yeah, exactly. Like, whenever you want, man, to get back on here. Because I'm going to be doing sequels and everything, and, you know, eventually. So I'm down to do this again for sure. Definitely, bro. I'll definitely be back on if you're out. Yes, I, yes, sir. And like, like I said, uh, I'm looking forward to all the music too, because I know, I know, we talked about the project you're working on and everything behind the scenes. Yeah, and definitely. It's gonna be great, man. I'm looking forward to all that you got coming up. Thanks, man. Thanks, and thanks for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys, for listening today. That was episode number 54. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you want to send any funds. We'll see you then. Thank you very much.